So, welcome everybody. Shusa Jose. This event doesn't happen very often. And when it happens, it is very meaningful. It ought to be very meaningful. There are many aspects to practice. And sometimes we don't say anything. Sometimes there is a lot to be said. And the question is always how do we not say anything? And how do we speak when we speak? And this is the point of, of what we're doing. Learning how to use words to point at that which is beyond words. And the point is to revolve the Dharma more than anything. So today, our friend Mitsugen, who led the three months ango, we are finishing today. Today he will give his first tensho, which you all received by email and uh, I assume studied, studied well. And so he will give a talk about it today and then he will take a seat in the center. In front of him there will be another cushion. When you each take turns, coming forward, standing in front of him, sitting down, bow from seated position, begin by saying attention, then present your question. Now this question may be answered the way you think it would be answered, or maybe not. Regardless, the point is, again, to revolve the Dharma, not to have questions answered. We're not trying to solve anything. We're working very hard to recognize, to realize that the answer is always before the question arises. Yet, we do get caught up in questions, and we do get caught up in trying to answer. Another point I want to bring up is that this is not the context of who is going to be more witty, or who will win and who will lose. We're not that interested in that aspect. This is an opportunity for all of us to deepen our understanding in a way when two souls meet, they both can be sharpened in the encounter if the souls are used correctly. And that's our job today, to use our souls correctly. Not for the, some idea of benefit or some idea of gain, but more so to learn how to get out of the way and allow the Dharma to shine. It's a big task. Not easy. Yet we're up for it. We're up for it. So we will begin by chanting together the Heart Sutra And then, as soon as we're done, as soon as we're done, Mitsugen will begin the talk. And after that, the cushions will be set up, and you will be asked to begin to come up one at a time and present your question. When the dialogue ends, 
not when you think it needs to end, but when it ends, which is essentially up to Mitsuge. He's going to have the big stick, so <coughs> you will not. He will say, you will say, thank you for your answer, and he will say, may your life go well. <coughs> you bow from seated position, you get up, go back to your cushion. Clear? Yes. Okay. Let's begin. Without thinking good or evil, 
What was the primal phase, phase of monk Mio? In that instant, Mio suddenly attained deep realization, and his whole body was covered in sweat. In tears, he wrote and said, Besides the secret words and secret meaning you have just revealed to me, is there anything else deeper yet? The patriarch said, What I have now preached to you is no secret at all. If you reflect on your own true face, the secret will be found within yourself. Mio said, Though I have been at the way with the other monks, I have never realized what my true self is. Now, thanks to your instruction, I know it is like a man who drinks water and knows for himself whether it is cold or warm. Now you, dear brother, are my master. The patriarch said, If it is the way you feel, let us both have a bias for our master. Be mindful and hold fast to what you have realized. So, in this case, we're talking about the sixth patriarch, which we also call Eno. Eno is, um, is one of the patriarchs we actually chant in every morning uh, service. And, uh, and he's one of the most important, you know, lineage of our sending it. He was born in South China, and he was once in the street, and he heard somebody saying, Dwelling nowhere, mind comes forth. That's uh, something from the Dino Sutra. And when he heard that, he was deeply moved. And he wanted to find out why, I mean, where this person learned that kind of language. Um, so he learned that he needed to go to Master Panin in Dubai. Uh, so he did to put together certain foundations before, but once he managed, he was deeply driven to go to Obai and try to get there and ask uh, Master Ganin for instruction. So as soon as he arrived, he met with Master Ganin and he asked, uh, so Ganin asked him, sorry, where do you come from? From south of the mountain. Ino said, what did you come for? To become Buddha. And so Master Kanin said, you cannot become Buddha because people from the south have no Buddha nature. At that time, Eno said, though there is south and north for men, how can there be south and north for Buddha nature? Such response was interesting for Kanin, and so he allowed Eno to stay there. He was like, wow, this guy kind of started to get it. Um, so, that was it, and he was assigned to be a rice cleaner. It's important to notice that Eno was illiterate. He didn't know how to write and to read, so he, you know, he was going to go through the ranks to get to a certain point in the future in the temple. However, eight months later, Colin was looking for a successor among the 700 monks in the monastery. This was one of the biggest monasteries. He was, this was the fifth patriarch of our lineage. And in doing so, when he was talking to Luke, um, there's some discrepancy on where, depending on the book you read, is, uh, but there was a poem, um, what Colin was looking at is like, express yourself in a poem and I will see who my successor would be. So the whole monastery was thinking that the successor was going to be Shinshu. Um, Shinshu was the head monk, was the most important, the older, and Everybody understood that you know, that was the successor. So Chinchu also convinced himself about that. He wrote the poem, and the poem is like this. The body is the body tree. The mind is like the stem of a clear river. Wipe it clean from time to time. Never let dust and rubbish adhere to it. That was a good poem, Colin saw. However, when Enoch so that there was a poem, he gets somebody to read it to him because he couldn't read it. And he said like, well, I would like to say another thing. And he got somebody else again to write down what he was thinking. And this is what Eno posted as a poem. The body is intrinsically no tree, nor has the clean mirror any stamp. 
There is not one thing from the beginning. Where can dust and rubbish adhere to? So, Colin saw this answer to the previous um, poem by Chinchu, and he saw the deep understanding of it. Um, so, it was a conundrum for him, I can imagine, and, but he decided to make him of his successor. So this monk, this person, sorry, this lay person that was there for eight months as a rice trainer, all of a sudden became the successor of this uh, master that was having 700 monks in his monastery. And so he met at night with Enoch, he teach him, teach him basic things. He told him uh, to take the rope and the ball that symbolizes the Dharma transmission, and then um, to actually go 20 years and study by himself until he was prepared to teach. But he also urged him to go away because I mean he knew people won't be very happy about this scene, you know, like this Shinshu was apparently the rightful heir of this, but he's making it different. So that's what happened. So Ina left and several monks, when they learned about this, probably several days later, they started chasing after him. And Neo was one of them. And this is where the coin starts. This is what the coin is about. This is Patrick Benino, Mio chasing him and getting to him. Um, so the beginning of the coin is what's going on at that time. And it is, for me, clear the great understanding and compassion he has I mean, like in his point and everything he says. Uh, however, today I wanted to actually concentrate a little bit more about what, what's going on with Neo. Uh, why is he doing the stuff he's doing? What is behind Neo's behavior? Um, because I think you know, that relates to, to how we all feel and how we, I mean, at least I relate a lot more to Neo than to Neo regularly. Um, so let's discuss a little bit about what Neo's motivations were. Why Neo went on this long person? So, if, if we say that Neo was saying it, he, he wasn't even Shinshu, I mean, he was like just one other monk. However, his whole life was destroyed. I mean, he was a monk in a place where there were rules, and there were, you know, and we know we have rules, and there was a certain standards of what you're supposed to be doing, and certain things that need to happen, and certain efforts that will lead you to the path of getting to be more important inside that community. And that's what Mio was doing, and then all of a sudden, this happened. So, you know, he's, he's, he's a thief. I mean, he's, you know, stealing the things from them. He's, um, you know, if, if this situation is true, then if a literal layman can be a successor, then who I am? Those me are saying. I thought I was an important monk, an important monastery, doing stuff right, and then working on my way to the top. And then reality is actually showing me that it's not going to happen. So something is different. However, pride is coming to, to the rescue. I mean, one of the things is always interesting how pride comes in these situations where reality is showing you stuff. And then pride comes in. And then, and this is the whole thing that we're discussing this angle. So, pride comes in and says, no, it's, this is an injustice. This is something that you need to correct. Your, it's not your fault. It's not that you're saying things wrong. This is just the wrong that you need to do right. So you need to chase this guy, teach him where he belongs, and return him glory. And that, that's kind of, you know, when I think about that, is how many times we've been, in one form or another, chasing those things, chasing justice because we understand the things should be different. So when do we see that in our work, in our discussing political issues with people, discussing our favorite team, if you're very into, you know, who is winning and who is losing? Um, so we have a lot of practice, I mean, at least I know I do, a lot of practice of letting pride control how we behave. You know, how we get caught up in identifying with our opinions and ideas. Um, and our ideas, as I said in a couple of emails 
that I was sending is how we define ourselves. You know, in this case, Mio was calling himself a monk, but uh, what is really a monk? <coughs> um, in my case, what, who, who is an engineer or a father or a Buddhist? What is that? Uh, what is this Peter Nee doing the talk today? So, in my pride, for instance, I've been exposed to this situation where I've been discussing about climate change with a friend, and I can feel the urge to become the engineer, to show him how my knowledge is better than his, to maybe dismiss his opinion or just, just do it because, you know, it's good to show that to everybody else that I know a lot. Um, in other situations, it's maybe our duties that we believe too strong. I mean, for instance, my daughter may come asking something, and I become the father. Now, not the person to talk to, but the father, you know, with a lot of meaningful things to say that are very important. Um, or maybe something, somebody's asking about Buddhism, and I may get self-righteous about how we all know a lot better what's going on than somebody else. Um, so, how old those theses are things, and, and, and I love, when I was thinking about this, I love when I said, um, I saw Rev Atlas of Russian War um, in Being Upright. He's saying, self-concern is often expressed as taking yourself too seriously, which means that you believe that your own ideas about yourself are real. That's cool. Um, it's interesting because it's not about what we do. Last week, in something that I was already thinking about this talk, and last week we discussed Bodhidharma's book, Bodhidharma's teaching in the book study. And one of the topics that came out was um, the why and the how. How, um, how we do things and why we do things are the clear difference. Today, Roshi touched on that too. <coughs> if we're doing something done in nowhere, interestingly, those are the words that got in a moment, done in nowhere, then things are just what they are. They are not vested in them. So I can probably give my opinion to my friend without trying to do anything more than give an opinion. Or giving advice to my daughter without judging or without having uh, disappointments or making it money. Um, so our opinions at that moment are just what we know at that moment. We can express them freely without any attachments to them. And in that openness, you may increase your knowledge and your opinions may change. So going back to the case, Mio was now carrying off his very serious self you know, very serious self of being a monk on a chase, on a mission. And he's coming to, you know, he's finding the guy, it's like, okay, this, I got it. And this thief is telling him, okay, go ahead, take it. Okay. All right. Oh, I got it. This was easier. It was a cheap win. Okay. So I get it now. I want, I will pick a stuff, and I will just go away and go back and collect the glory. Um, but then, you know, he was trying to pick it up, and then he was maybe not trying to pick it up, I don't know. But something is not right. Something is fishy about this. Something didn't work out. I mean, all of a sudden, he saw that the ball and the rope was the ball and the rope. He wasn't fixing his life. He wasn't fixing all the ideas of life that he was attaching to it. He wasn't making it back. He wasn't turning in and not the successor of Connie. There was nothing to fix. And that moment he realized that, I mean, probably not in these words, but this is how I like to see it, is that pride took him for a ride. He was spending, I don't know how many months chasing this guy, just because pride. And how we do that, how we get attached to that, it's like you press fast forward and then you don't know why you're there. It's like, oh my God, all of a sudden I'm here and then I don't even know why I'm doing this. 
And that's how he felt. I mean, it's very obvious that it's like, oh, you didn't came for this. Okay, so we were talking about this all the time. You came for me. What do you came for? And so now Mio is very confused, very you know, shocked by this situation and is asking, okay, can you tell me something? Because this is not what I expected. And Ino is so gracious to tell him, okay, without thinking good or evil, what was the primal phase of Mount Mio? Basically what he's saying is, when you drop all your serious concepts about yourself, who are you? Um, that opened up me and opened up his true self, his, his understanding, his uh, kind of a glimpse of the true self came through. It's interesting, however, how he instantaneously gets caught up again. He's asking, oh, but I want to know the deeper secret. <laughs> you know, I want to kind of know more. Uh, because you are my master now, so, I mean, and it's interesting, it's like, you're my master. You know, I want to know the deeper secret. And so, all this is, again, I mean, he got it, and then all of a sudden he didn't got it anymore. And in this necessity that we have to be pursuing something, to be something, or to aspire to become something, would keep us from realizing our true nature. You know? That's how thinking it is. So, Neo asked them what were the next secret words. And he got the answer that it wasn't secret, you just need to find it in yourself. So, it's interesting that being more aware of your true nature is possible. However, being something different than your true nature is not, even though we try. And we are deluded, we devote a lot of energy to protect our creative self. Whatever applies. The monk, the father, the hero, the good guy. The person that's cleaning the mirror every day. We cling to that opinions, likes, dislikes, and all sorts of concepts. And keep searching on things. So, that's, I would say, our job with this practice is to be more aware, to try to be more aware of our true nature, to free through pride and why are we doing the stuff we're doing. Um, it seems pride is one of the most, um, I mean it feeds on self and it's actually the reason self is still there because it's protected by pride. And we keep on um, being attacked by it all times so of petty moments. I mean, I'm pretty sure we're all going to be having questions in a little bit in Dharma combat, and people are away, I'm anxious about it. And the portion of that anxiety is coming from what people will think about my question. You know, and it's all, it's all coming from the same place. The more we're aware we are, it's not going to go away, but we're not going to act we're not going to take a trip like Mamiya of eight months or whatever it took to get uh, to find him, you know, um, without knowing what he was doing. So, I want to comment that I mean, this is kind of related, I found it, and that's so all I wanted to share. Um, I found it in my maternal house, and you know, I was there this year and I found a lot of things that were very old letters. And among those I found a poem that I brought like 20 years ago. It was in Spanish, it translated to English and it translated a little bit a little piece of piece. Um, and it said like this What am I searching for inside me? What do I want to find that others haven't searched with the same eagerness, with the same response? What? If maybe everything turned black, will I have found? Or would it be just a new beginning, a new eternal weight of who knows what? So when I read this poem, and, you know, like 20 years later, and I remember actually what the sensation was. It was this stuckness on the wings of samsara, you know, the suffering was real, it was 
this permanent sensation that I was waiting for something to happen. It was like a permanent, yeah, no, it's going to come. You just need to go for more and search more. Um, and I was just not open to the world. And the world was like around me all the time. I was just changing my preconceived notion of what the world should be. So I guess my message or my comment about this coin is that maybe may we like Eno stop searching outside and start seeing that we can grasp what we seek. We can't grasp what we seek with our heads. And on that topic there is a verse related to this. And I ask uh, Benji to win. It can't be described. It can't be pictured. It can't be sufficiently praised. Stop trying to grasp it with your head. There is nowhere to hide the primal face. Even when the world is destroyed, it is indestructible. It can't be described. It can't be pictured. It can't be sufficiently praised. Stop trying to grasp it with your head. There is nowhere to hide the primal face. Even when the world is destroyed, it is indestructible. It can't be described. It can't be pictured. It can't be sufficiently praised. Stop trying to grasp it with your head. There is nowhere to hide the primal face. Even when the world is destroyed, it is indestructible. It can't be described. It can't be pictured. It can't be sufficiently praised. Stop trying to grasp it with your head. There is nowhere to hide the primal face. Even when the world is destroyed, it is indestructible. It can't be described. It can't be pictured. It can't be sufficiently praised. Stop trying to grasp it with your head. There is nowhere to hide the primal face. Even when the world is destroyed, it is indestructible. The inexhaustible lion's roar! How would you use this shipe? Freely. Give it life and take it away. Good luck. This is a three-foot-long plank snake. A long time ago, it had become a Kampura flower on Mount Gudakutra. And on Mount Shoring, it had become a plum blossom. Sometimes it transforms into a dragon and swallows heaven and earth. Sometimes it transforms into a diamond sword with freedom to kill and give life. Right now, 
In accord with the order of my teacher, it lies in my hands. I feel like a mosquito trying to bite an iron pole. However, being assigned as head trainee, I have to fulfill my duties. Now, you dragons and elephants of, in this Dharma hall, confront me in Dharma combat. Benji, you go first. <coughs> destroyed, it is indestructible. Why is that? When it's cold, we put a socket on. I'm a little hot, actually. That's why you got a fun. <laughs> <laughs> Be your life or will. Nice. You don't go, we'll get you there. So, <laughs> so you well, think you we start from here? Or? Come on, this is the snake. Yes, I'm afraid. Attention. Attention. From the cone, the patriarch said, at the very moment you were chasing after me, where I'm thinking of good and evil, what was the primal face of Monk Mayo? My question is, what do you feel or think Mayo's face or state of mind or feeling at the time of his journey to meet the sixth patriarch. I'm looking at the primal face right now. And I can see it. Can you? Do you see the primal face of more mind? You see it now. Yeah. So all Primal faces are all the same, equal. Uh, how many do you think they are? I, every human being on earth. We all have the same primal face, same feelings, same thoughts, same fears. It's the same primal face, not necessarily all the same other things. It's in, in true, there is no duality. And so it's not always the same, but it's always the same at the same time. Thank you. Thank you a lot for Attention. Why did the sixth patriarch give his robes to Mio? Because Mio had a bit sore. Did Mio see the primary, the primary face? I think he got a glimpse of it. What do you think? I think he did. Thank you for the answer. Thank you, Largo. Well. it with your head. What can you grasp it with? Oh, you have the whole body. You have your hands. Here, grasp it. <laughs> there you go. You grasp it. You have to give me that body. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
attention. What happened to Miles Mio's pride when he glimpsed his face? What happens when you sing in the chorus yesterday? Thank you. May your life will forward. Attention, if you see your true self, how can you avoid doing good or evil? How come there is good or evil in your true self? I don't know. Think about that. Thank you for your answer. In your life, no one. If letting go of good and evil allows your true face to be revealed, what is it that falls away and where does it go? Very good question. Where do you go when you go home? Feel like you're what? Attention. You know, in his master, we're very realized. In receiving the Dharma transmission, decision was made for them, for, for you know, to flee. Why did he flee? Because he lives in this world. There is no way to escape. Thank you for your answer. You're like a woman. When I listen to music, <coughs> or when I make music, when I sing, play an instrument, blow the shakuhachi in Suizen, I feel connected. Mostly when I'm not, I mostly don't. When I feel connected, what am I connected to? The same thing that when you're not. You're connected to the same thing that when you don't feel connected. I'm connected to the same thing as when I don't feel connected. And what is that? <coughs> oh, your true face. My true face. Thank you for your answer. You're like your well. Hello, I like your proxy. <laughs> <laughs>
question is how did he continue to trust in the experience of seeing his true nature even when it didn't last? Small amount of light is enough to see. And once you see, you remember. Thank you. May your life go well. Pardon me? What the pleasure of seeing you. And it's a pleasure seeing you. <laughs> We're both having pleasure. I know. <laughs> um, attention. Um, the ground is always shifting under our feet. Things are constantly changing. Um, we can't avoid uh, old age, sickness, and death. Um, so, um, what is there to do about, um, fear and the fear of harming others? That's a very good question. Um, I would say don't fear the fear. I would say don't get carried away by fear. Acknowledge it and be patient with it. It's part of which going on right now. Thank you for your answer. Thank you much over. Attention. All this talk about pride and humility. Hmm. Who's judging it? Me. I suck at it. How do you see your true face with all that judgment? In glimpses. Hmm. That's more real. What next? Hopefully more glimpses. <laughs> Thank you for your answer. Tension. What is the difference? between you and me in true face? No. Where the, where the personality come from for the human being? Sorry, can you repeat? What, where the personality comes from for human being? If our true nature is same. Form is emptiness, emptiness is form, as we chant. And form has many kinds, but it's all emptiness. Anyway. Thank you for your answer. You would like over. We are like a
afraid of everything. That's it. That's one shot. Very afraid of Attention. I know so many answers, but I don't know any questions. <laughs> Do you? Yes, I am. So, if no evil, no good, no evil, there is a Buddha nature in no good, no evil. This is a Buddha nature. Feels same, yep. but still. <laughs> That's why I feel about the impression. I know. You're not the first one. <laughs> but still, there is a Buddha nature in no evil and no good. Yes. Thank you so much. See you, Michael. Thank you. <coughs> And we don't exist at the end of the day. So that's a good question. Thank you for your Let answer. me give you a cup. Can I borrow your snake? Of course. Thank you. Um, the snake has Buddha nature? Yeah. Is it good to have Buddha nature? Uh, how can it not be? <coughs> can I keep it? It's Thank all you mine. <laughs> May your life go well. Thank you. So, um, we were asked to read the koan, 
and study it. And I read it, and I read it, and I read it, and um, I really am wondering um, what Mila was chasing. That's a good question. Who is chasing the dream? Was the dream too heavy to lift? Yeah, it's full of extras. Is that what he really wanted? No, it's not what we want. Mm -hmm. It's what we do. Mm -hmm. But it's what we think we want. What do you think you want? <coughs> I want right now for this to end it. <laughs> 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 what do you think you want? <laughs> Should I give you what you want? <laughs> okay. Why was it so heavy? So heavy. The road in the ball. Yeah, why do we worry? Somebody asked. Very wise person. Yeah. Was he worried? Oh yeah. He was worried that the bowl would be heavy for him. I think what he saw is that the bowl was a wall. Hmm. But you said that the bowl represented something. The robe and the bowl represented something. Re represented Dharma transmission. Then why did Anna have to leave it if it was just a robe and a bowl? Why did he have to leave with it and run? Why who? So why did Anna? Yeah. If, if it's just a robe and a bowl, why is it that he was instructed to run for his life? from 700 or 699 <laughs> monks. <laughs> Go take the robe and the ball. It's a symbol of Dharma transmission. Um, if it's just a robe and a ball. That's showing how wise Connie was. Hmm. Um, why did Enol follow the instruction? Because Enol knew how wise Connie was. So he believed it was important to what, the ball? The ball on the road. No, it's a symbol. The instruction, the instruction that was important <coughs> was to leave, not the ball. It was to leave with it. Well, he needed something to eat. Mm. And some, something to put on. Well, he was a rice cleaner, after all. He was. He wasn't wearing any clothes when he left the monastery. Maybe not. So, he needed a robe. Hmm. I still wonder though why why it was so heavy from y'all. I if somebody if somebody tries to pick something up and it's so heavy, <coughs> it's so heavy, and he has tears pouring down his face, and his hands are trembling before he picks it up. He does he realize it's a robe and a bowl? Yeah, that's what he saw. He's like, oh my god. All the stuff I was carrying, hmm. it just disappeared. Hmm. So, what do we carry when we do twice a sign to put in the wall? You have to say that again, I'm sorry. Yes. What do we carry? What do we carry? When we do twice the poster to put in the wall. What do we carry? Isn't that what Mingo was carrying? Was he carrying it? What was Enel mm -hmm. carrying? No, Enel wasn't. He was. Something that's not so heavy. Feather. Are you a feather? Are you? <laughs> am I? What am I? That's a, that's a good question. That is a good question. Yeah. You see me from there better than I see myself, so what am I? Well, you have a little feather. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I should have three minutes. I'm only one feather, but not apart from other feathers. 
Very nice. <laughs> Thank you for your answer. Do you like it? Being immature and insufficient in training, I wasn't expecting to be assigned as head trainee. I feel as if a crime has been committed, which fills the heavens and there isn't a place on earth for me to hide. I hope there is enough water in the ocean for you to rinse out my words from your ears. flows and returns to the sea. Well done. Well done. Bring it forward. Sorry? Bring it forward. You're too far. <laughs> so here we are concluding. Again concluding. What's, what's always striking about this is that we could see how complicated we make everything in the quest of clarity yet clarity is always clear we get entangled because we create it then we try to get out of it and at the end of the day it's, it's unavoidable we have to have to buy this the way we are we have to create complications we have to try to get out then over and over and over again and then at some point we just stop not that things are not complicated we just stop creating and adding more and then it works because it always works before the mind moves it works. While the mind moves, it works. And at the end, it works. So, to move on, to move forward from this, just, let's just ask this one question. How long do we want to still complicate this? When? Will enough be enough? When do we see this? When does this make sense? Not what we think, but when does this makes perfect sense? 
And when it does, it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. So we're going to conclude this <clears throat> with uh, the closing. Right? We're going to maybe come together in a circle and uh, share our experiences of this angle, what we learned from it, what we have done, what we have not done, what we expected, what we found out, and how do we move forward from this. So thank you, Mitsugen. And thank you all for participating.